Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number three of our show. Welcome back. It's 5 o'clock on a Monday afternoon in the state of Georgia. We appreciate you being with us. Bill Shanks, Russ Brown here with you. Russ, I was just looking at that list that I had up a couple of weeks ago of the NFL's top 101 free agents. Fourth on the list is Orlando Brown, who, as we said, will not get the franchise tag from the Chiefs. Russ, in their little uh, summary here, they said left tackle may not even be Brown's best position. So, obviously, he's played right tackle, and that's obviously been – he's been effective there as well. I mentioned that because the right tackle for the Falcons is also a free agent. So, my question to you is how much more would it be to sign Orlando Brown and put him at right tackle compared to Caleb McGarry? And if there's that much of a difference, not much of a difference, would you go with Orlando Brown? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Even if there is a gap. I mean, because I just think that would be a significant upgrade at at the tackle position. And, I mean, I'm not saying you can just fill anybody in at guard and center, but if you can book in with tackles like that, your your offensive line is going to be in pretty good shape. And, and, you know, and I think with Matthews and Brown at the book into tackles – See, this is this is where we talk about upgrading upgrading the pass protection. You can check that box with Orlando Brown and Jake Matthews at your tackle position. Not, I mean, the guards would still need some work, but for the most part, I I think you would. That's, I mean, I you had a burner at receiver in the draft, and I, I mean, you're pretty much set on offense if you're the Falcons if you make that signing. You would think, you would think you were. All right, four seven eight six four six ESPN. Will in North Carolina, hello. Bill, I'm celebrating now. Why? I'm glad the Panthers didn't pull the trigger on Derek Carr. I mean, that's worth a, I'm headed to the store and getting some champagne. <laughs> you were that worried. You don't think Derek Carr would have been an improvement over what you had last year when it was musical chairs? He certainly would have been an improvement, but you're not winning the Super Bowl with Derek Carr. You're not. Well, good. Then he went to the perfect team then. I don't ever want them to win. I don't want them to win the toilet bowl, much less the Super Bowl. That's one thing that me and you can agree on. We can come together right here and talk crap about the Saints. <laughs> so what no. are the Panthers going to do at quarterback then? What do you think they're going to do? What's the, what's the scuttlebutt up there? I, I honestly, um, I mean, Derek Carr may have been good, but I, like I said, I don't think you're winning the Super Bowl with him. I think uh, – I think I think their answer is in the draft. So I'm um, I'm not uh, I'm not too sure, but I would prefer them to trade up. I mean, and they, they've got what they got number six or seven. What pick do they have? I think it's eight. No, Atlanta's eight. No, uh, maybe they're not. Maybe nine then. Okay, I right behind. Right behind I think that I, they won't. They won't have a quarterback available at nine. There's no way they'll have to move up. Yeah. I'm, but, I mean, they made that trade uh, Christian during the season and uh, I, they loaded up on second and third round picks or whatever after that. So I, maybe that gave them the ammunition or whatever to move up. But I think the answer's in the draft. I don't – and I think it's the top two quarterbacks. I'm not – I'm a Tennessee fan, you know that. So I've watched – Kentucky and Florida play. I think uh, if you draft uh, Anthony uh, Richardson, you have to 
at least sit him for a year anyway. So I think if you're going to if you're going to find your future in the draft, I think it's uh, Stroud or Young, and you you'll have to give up a lot to go up there and yeah. get in the top three or four and get one of them. But I think their answer's in the draft. You're not winning the Super Bowl with Derek Carr, so. Mm. All right, Will, thank you very much. I, I tell you what, Russ, one thing that's going to upset the apple cart next week when free agency starts is if one of these teams that it has been linked to possibly trading up and getting one of these young quarterback players and prospects signs Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, no, that could definitely change it. Or, uh, you know, or, or does do, do we find a, a, a kind of a surprise spot for Aaron Rodgers? But, that, yeah, that, that could definitely shake things up. I've wondered that, too, because obviously the Jets are still a question mark uh, or a possibility for Aaron Rodgers. They had reported earlier this morning before Carr uh, agreed to the deal with the Saints that the Jets were possibly a favorite for Carr and then obviously signed with New Orleans. But uh, the cap hit for Aaron Rodgers is $53 million. It's like, what the hell are you going to do with that? That's going to be rough. Kirkland and Macon, did you see your boy this weekend throw that 70-yard bomb in Indianapolis? That's what I called to talk about. You got to – not just one time. <laughs> I mean, Two times. Any questions. I mean, what more I'm, – I'm with you now, Bill. What more do you need to see that this guy is a superstar? Yeah, I'm we've been saying that Macon. for five months. Yeah, they keep talking about the tools and all that stuff of a great quarterback. But don't we kind of need some type of mentality of the quarterback? Was a guy's always right there, ready for the pressure. I mean, this guy has over and over shown that he's the greatest closer in the history of college football. I mean, if you can't get nothing for that, then you're not going to get much. You might as well just get some peanut butter. <laughs> I just think it's the age. I think that's going to hurt him more than anything else. I think that's a shame. But I, it's like, all right, what are his negatives? That's going to be at the top of the list, whether you like it or not. The fact that he's 25 years old, because you can't talk about height and then turn around and, and compliment Bryce Young. You can't. You can't say, well, he's old and he's short. No, nope, that, that's not going to work either, because I, I just I don't buy that. And, and, again, you see him throw the ball down the field like he did. You see the athleticism that he showed on those long touchdown runs this year. I mean, four six is not bad. It's not like he's, you know, Chris Chandler back there for crying out loud, Kirkland. I mean, my gosh, he he did fine, and I don't know. I I just I can't wait to see where he goes, and I I just to me he's late day two, but maybe not. Maybe it's it's somewhere in day three. Well, he's not going to get the first round pick, you know that bill because no. people are just still mad at him and stuff, but. I mean, Jerry Rice ran a 4.7, I think, something in the combine. It wasn't a combine or something like that. And he's the greatest Hall of Famer of all time. So, um, I don't know. Would, would you rather have two years of Super Bowls or ten years of um, winning? Which one? <laughs> well, I want to win a Super Bowl. Somebody who values winning is going to take this kid. And I, I just can't wait to see who and what the, what the situation is going to be when he steps in there. I mean, I, I, New England's been mentioned. And it's like that's interesting to me because there they have Mac Jones, who I don't know if they've made a decision on. And it's like, all right, do we bring in a kid like Stetson Bennett, who, of course, you know, Belichick will be there in his pro day. Belichick will be there in Athens. He's close to Kirby, so you know that conversation is going to take place. And, you know, would Belichick bring him in to push Mac Jones? For example, just as far as the type of situation 
that that Stetson could go in? Because to me, that's what's going to be fun to watch, Kirkland. All right, what scenario does he go in to have a shot? And it may be just simply his backup quarterback. It may be, you know, following whoever whoever signs uh, Aaron Rodgers may draft Stetson Minute. I wanted this to be their backup, kind of like what they did with Kyle Trask when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay a few years ago. But I, I cannot wait to see what kind of scenario he is put into for his future because he's got a future. He'll, he'll, throw more, he'll throw more NFL passes than Aaron Murray and Jake Fromm combined. How about that prediction? Yeah, because he's a winner, man. I mean, you see those passes; those were in the window type throws right there. I mean, Perfect. you can talk about CJ Stroud all day long if you want to, and but Stephen Miller was always on the money, and it's got to be something to that always being on the money and staying composed. I, I don't know. And one other thing I call you about: thank God we didn't get Derek Carr. Thank God for that, because he had never <laughs> won a playoff game. I mean, this guy did virtually nothing, and we he. he Waiting around for somebody? Give me a break, man. Get out of here. The legend continues. Stetson Bennett will <laughs> deliver again very soon. All right, Kirkland, thank you. Two calls and two anti-Derek Carr calls. I guess we know what, what the deal is with Derek Carr. Thank you very much, Kirkland. By the way, if you've not heard, earlier today, Jerry Moorhead, the president of the University of Georgia, and Josh Brooks, the AD, sent an email to UGA faculty and staff. The STAG is going to be closed for months, and this issue that was rediscovered last week goes back to 2018. There have been things happening in this building for the last five years. They have had engineering firms come in. They have cleared it for safety, but the roof keeps on falling in. And so you have to wonder if it's just been band-aided up too many times. Graduation ceremonies moved to the stadium. And they have had several ceiling collapses. Not collapses, that's not the right word. But several parts of the ceiling that have fallen. And they got to fix it. And now they say it will be closed for several months. I ain't going in there. I can tell you that. Let's go to Jeff in Centerville. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Bill? I'm doing well, sir. Listen, uh, I just wanted to say this. Y'all were talking about the offensive tackles earlier. You know, even if they get a free agent, Jake Matthews, is, you know, he's kind of aging on up there, so they may want to think about getting somebody for him, too, you know? Well, absolutely. I mean, he, he's got to be close to getting there near 30 himself. I'm looking that up right now. He is, well, he's 31. He just turned 31. So it may be a situation where they got at Orlando Brown, played him at right tackle for a year or two, and then moved him over to left tackle if Matthews were to were to be done. Because I can't imagine. And I think, Russ, didn't he sign an extension? I think he's got three more years left. Is that right? I think that's right. I'll double check. But, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think he does, Jeff. So, um, you know, look, you can just kind of play it by ear. I know there's been talk about, well, would Jake move to right tackle? But if it were Orlando Brown, I think since he's got time at right tackle, you would put him there and then just move him over once Jake was done. Because, I mean, Orlando's 26 years old. I mean, that that's that's <laughs> in football years, Orlando, uh, 27 com- or 26 compared to 31, it's a big deal. Yeah, uh, Orlando, let's see, Orlando Brown, let me see what his – 
exact age is. He has he'll he'll turn 27 on May 2nd. So yeah, that's still you know four and a half years that he's he's got on Jake Matthews. All right, let me make one more comment too. If by some sure. miracle Jalen Carter falls to number eight and Atlanta can get him, if they pass on Jalen Carter and people start losing their mind over it, please don't say they're just upset because they didn't get a player from Georgia. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't. I mean, I, I, I think we, we do talk about that a lot. I mean, the funny thing is, Jeff, last year when they picked a Georgia player in the sixth round, they didn't even pick the right one. They picked Justin Schaefer instead of Jamari Sawyer, which every Georgia fan in the world could have told them to not do that. But, um, I mean, I, I think if that were to unfold, it would be more about – you know, the issues that obviously have crept up here in the last several days compared to, oh, well, he went to Georgia, we don't want to get him. I still believe that Jalen Carter is the best prospect in this draft, that if you want to look at talent, how can you not say Jalen Carter's not the best prospect in this draft? So, therefore, I, I'd be shocked if he's available at, at eight. But you know what? The combination, though, of these quarterbacks obviously probably going in the top five or six and Jalen Carter's issues. It makes you wonder if Jalen could be there at eight. I sure hope so because I don't think he'd disappoint. Me neither. And I'd take him in a heartbeat. I mean, there would have to be something. And I know, I get it. He left the scene. It's not good. It doesn't look good. But I would have to leave a meeting with him really feeling bad about him, the person and I just can't imagine with all I've heard about Jalen Carter that would happen, even in spite of him obviously leaving a teammate that had died, which is not good. I mean, there's – I, I still – the talent's going to win out in the NFL. You know what? We've, we've seen – we have seen teams pick players for far worse than anything of that nature being associated with them. So I, I just think talent wins out more times than not. Well, and I think, too, he was just shocked, and maybe he just didn't know what to do, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I I hope we pick him up. Yeah, I think it would be unbelievable. Jeff, thank you. Look, I don't want to make excuses for Jalen Carter. You know, um, Bobby from Macon, one of my favorite callers, uh, who's called the show from about day one, um, called last week. And there's no question Bobby made some unbelievable points about, my God, he left a teammate. You know, uh, you don't want to go through and try to figure out what's in somebody's mind when something of that nature happens. Lord knows if we were in his shoes and something like that happened, we would pray to God that we would do the right thing. And I don't want to know if, how, how, I mean, how to even predict how you, you would do, you hope you would do the right thing. You don't know. Because there is freaking out, there's getting scared, uh, uh, there's a shock. Had to be a shock factor for that. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for it. Please don't think that I'm not. I know that people get scared, and there ain't nothing like that, something like that scary, and that probably would have scared anybody. That was awful. How many times have I said that? Awful. So I'm not trying to make excuses for Jalen Carter because, look, he's going to have to explain it, whether he likes to or not, whether he wants to or not, legalities aside. Not the not well, you, you're, you're charged with a crime here. It's a misdemeanor, big deal in, in that regard. No, you're going to have to answer the question that Bobby from Macon po- posed last week, and that was why did you leave a teammate when you had to know that there was a death? And he's going to have to answer that. 
and I, I just I can't imagine when teams balance the answer to that and the talent that he has because he's a difference maker. I mean, Russ and I last week were sitting here 24 hours before the information came out about the misdemeanor charges, and we were salivating, tongues hanging on the floor at the possibility of Grady Jarrett and Jalen Carter playing next to each other. And there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to have that type of scenario where they say, God, if we put Jalen Carter next to blank, how good would that be? And that wins out in the NFL a lot. And, and look, I, I, I just, you know, maybe if I wasn't a Georgia guy, I would feel differently. Maybe I would be a little bit more objective. I admit that. I mean, I, I admit that. He is a dominant player. And I think he's the best talent in this draft. Best talent in the drafts there at, at eight. How do you pass him up? How do you pass him up? And we're sitting here talking about, oh, well, let, you know, let's see the Falcons sign a Bud Dupree or let's see the Falcons sign a Leonard Floyd or a Frank Clark. Let that happen, then you draft Jalen Carter. And think about how good that could be. I mean, it, it's it's tempting. So we'll see. We'll see what happens for sure. Back to the phones we go. Wade in Jacksonville. Look at those Jaguars making all those moves, getting Ridley back on the field and then uh, getting Evan Ingram under the fold. They're, they're, I tell you what, Wade, they're going to be good next year again. Their the division is the weakest division size of the South. They're both the South divisions are the worst divisions in football. Yeah. And New Orleans has got better today. Um, cars a lot better than they had. Well, yeah, but uh, we had a, someone, you know, Will said a good question earlier. Can they win a Super Bowl with him? I mean, is he that good or not? Well, I'm He's better than better what they had, that. but is he that good? Is he someone we should be scared about as a quarterback of that team? Well, the Falcons are 2 in a lifetime against him. Right. They, he's never done anything against Atlanta. I saw that today, too. So, See, I, I, didn't, I, mean, I, didn't, yeah. I know what games they beat him. They beat him that 40-something to six game yep. uh, in 2020, and then they blew him out in, uh, in Raiderland. Raider so well, but, the, but they had to get a quarterback, and I understand. That, I mean, this is their eventual replacement with uh, for, for Drew Brees, but, I mean, they're still in cap hell. They're, they're, they're getting ready to lose a lot of players, Wade, so New Orleans is not in good shape at all, which is a good thing. I'm going to get a couple of their players on their team myself. I said, Atlanta, Atlanta, you think Atlanta will? Well, you think they'll get Davenport? Either that or the other guy, stuff at the O. I can't pronounce his name, that golf, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Dimitri. The guard. Yeah, yeah, there's a guard that's a possibility. Yeah, I could see that being. I mean, Fontenot, you can't ignore Fontenot's ties with them, and Davenport's one that's, you know, we, we can throw him into the mix of what we were talking about earlier as someone who could definitely be on their radar. He's an edge rusher. He's 27, so he's a little bit younger than the guys we were talking about. And, I mean, they can't sign him. They don't have enough room at all. So, yeah, he's he's a definite possibility. Plus, the Saints, we got the defensive coordinator, I mean, the line coach. He, he mm-hmm. knows how to get a pass rush. That's where the Falcons lacked a lot in the last four years. Yeah. Ever since Abraham left. Abraham, Kearney, Jackson, and Coleman were the best four Atlanta had in a long time. Mm-hmm. They had one since then. Nope, they got they've got a tremendous opportunity to try to improve this pass rush, and there's a lot of players on the market. Davenport is one of them. Now on the Braves, 
I got tired of seeing Swanson. He, I'm so glad he's gone. If you didn't want to play with the Braves, heck with him. We don't need him. Uh, he he's saying, "Well, I don't, I don't regret having no. I don't have no regret being leave Atlanta." <laughs> well, you know, look again. These guys, when they leave, are going to say what they have to say. Dansby came out in an article today and said that he prayed hard about leaving Atlanta and leaving it for Chicago. And I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not questioning anybody's heart. Bottom line was he took the best deal and made $25 million a year. And that's why he went to Chicago, period. From anyway, 21 at the most. And I wouldn't have offered him 20. I mean, I, that's pushing it, to be honest with you, because he's a 255 career hitter. How about the Hawks now? You think Quinn's going to really get – I think Trey Young's got to go. Uh, he just – Well, look, we still, we still, you know, Wade, we still have about 19 games for Quinn Snyder to see if he can calm Trey down because when they get behind like they did on Saturday night, Trey heaves up these laser shots from halfway to the damn midpoint part of the court, and it's ridiculous. And he's either hot or he's not. And, you know, when he just goes and does that and he misses a lot when they're down, it, it looks really bad. So Quinn Snyder needs to control that a little bit. That's what I'm worried about. If they do trade him, don't trade him to the Lakers, trade him to the Clippers, because the Clippers got more <laughs> capital we can get from. If he wants to go to Los Angeles so bad, trade him to the Clippers. Don't trade yeah, him to the Lakers. Knows. He may want to go to Oklahoma City. they got a lot of young talent, too. That wouldn't be a bad thing. Well, Atlanta needs to – I think I, I think John Tom, Collins is on his way out, too. He's gone. Well, John John's a good player, but again, we're we're still trying to find out who doesn't like him. And you know what? I, I like John Collins, but the bottom line is, when you have a game like the other night where the center runs all over you, like Bam Adebayo did, you, you've got to have an enforcer there. And if John can't be that, maybe they do need to get rid of him. Wade, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is our number. Lot to talk about on this Monday. We appreciate you being with us. We'll take a break. Come back, 478-646-ESPN. We're back with more right after this. A couple things before we get back to the phones. The Braves will stop selling season tickets on March the 17th. The demand is so high, they have to cap it at March 17th. So if you want Braves season tickets, you better hurry up. They are setting records with how much they are selling in season tickets so far this this year, and they're going to top it off on the 17th there. Also, Bally Sports announced that it will televise 149 Braves games this season. We'll see. 162 games will be available right here on the radio on the Superstations. Back to the phones we go. Walton in Warner Robins. Hello. Uh, hi. How's it going? Good, sir. How are you? I'm okay. I just have a question, and I guess it's, it's more what I, I guess what I see and just concern about where where the country's going. Uh, and I'm speaking regarding uh, Jalen Carter and even the the uh, the young man at Alabama, the Brendan Miller. I've I've seen more outrage about uh, there were there was more outrage regarding Jermaine Burden pushing the girl at Tennessee. 
that what I've seen out with these two situations, with that in Alabama and that one at Georgia, where lives were lost because of the – there wasn't direct action, but indirect action of those two and those two young men. But there, there's no – it's like – I'm just saying I saw more outrage over Jermaine Burton's situation not 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 Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton was the wide receiver at Georgia and then Alabama. You, you're talking about somebody else, right? Oh, Jermaine Burton when he pushed the young lady at Tennessee after after they lost to Tennessee. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Over Jermaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, 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 yeah, when he. Okay. Well, look. Um. Again, we do not know. The full details of what happened on that road in Athens, I, and I, I I feel like I'm trying to take up for for Jalen Carter, and I'm not. Okay, I I'm really not. Although I do know that Jalen Carter did not make anybody get in the car with that girl who was obviously drunk. He didn't force them to to to, to race. That was their own decision, right? I mean, so to say that he indirectly had a hand in their death. Maybe a little strong. I understand what you're saying. Uh, there's more to me of a of a of a um, morality question about him leaving the scene that seems to be bothering a lot of people than the fact that he was racing. There was a problem with racing at the University of Georgia with that football team. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. You had it happen several times, and one of the occasions obviously caused some two people to die. And so there was a problem. I don't know why, you know, there was a problem. I don't know. I can't, I don't know if you can say, well, they all got together and talked about racing or thought it was cool or whatever. And it's kind of interesting that they evidently had someone come in and talk to them about racing and not doing it because the issues that have been going on in Atlanta and some in Athens as well. And then they turned around and did it. It's just a, you know, I've heard some people say, well, because they've got these fast cars and NIL is creating that. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, there's no doubt that players have fast cars. They've always had fast cars. Hell, Garrison Hurst had a fast car when I was at Georgia 33 years ago, um, and there was no NIL there. He just had a car. Um, so, look, I understand what you're saying, um, and and there there's reason to be upset with both the situation in Alabama and the situation in Athens with Jalen Carter. I'm not saying there's not. But you know what? In both of those cases, Walton, you know talent wins out as, as far as their ability to be drafted and go to the next level unless they did it themselves. Unless I mean, if, if he were driving and it led to somebody's death or if the kid in Alabama had shot someone, different story. But it, it's not that situation. I guess I say that because when I say indirectly, they had he not been there racing with them. I'm not saying that it was done with malice, uh, but had he sure. not been there racing with them, and had the gentleman in the young man in at Alabama hadn't taken the gun, those individuals would. I mean, I'm not. I can't say 100. True, but you can also on. say, well, would they have raced anyway? And she was already drunk, so even if they weren't racing, she would have. She would have crashed if she was going half the speed limit. She was. She was going 104. She would have been going 52 on that curve at the double the legal limit. She would have crashed. I don't know if she would have died, but she would have crashed. And as far and you know, would the would the kid have gotten another gun if if the other one hadn't have brought the one to him? I don't know. I mean, so you know, you get into these situations. It, it, it's it's just they're both awful, right? There, anytime there's a death, anytime something happens, 
it just makes you sick. And it's just the choices that those young people make that they need to do better on if they have that shot. And those other, those two, in, or the the young lady in Athens, and I don't want to talk bad about her because you know what, it's not going to bring her back. And even to say that those other three who got in the car with her, did they know she was that drunk? I don't know that. I don't know that. I mean, you know, you want to say, well, don't get in the car with someone who's twice the legal limit and has been drinking that much. Did they know that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard when you weren't there, right? It's difficult. But I guess because of the fact that Jalen left, we don't know if he was drunk. He left the scene. Yeah, and they didn't take his blood alcohol. I think they said that there was no smell of alcohol when he came back. So, yeah, we don't know. We just we don't know. Yeah, I understand. I, I, like I said, it's, I guess my, my, my focus is on the, the lives that were lost. That's awful. And, like I said, and I'm not trying to say he needs to go to jail because I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there wasn't any malice right. behind, behind that. But it's just, sure. I, I, I guess my point was that, that out of this, that he sees the magnitude of the circumstances that that he doesn't walk away from this thinking, you know, oh, all is well. Then you go in their pros and you hand in millions of dollars and end up like that. What's the kid in that from Alabama? Uh, rugs. Yeah. Same thing there. You're right. And, you know, and just lousy losses. What the message we're sending, she's sending the young kids. Like you said, they're looking at talent. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I say the disclaimer for this show. I mean, look. We are never going to lose sight of the fact that those two lives were lost in Athens and the one in Alabama. But we are a sports show that we have to talk about what that incident means for their career in sports because that's what we focus on. I will never lose sight of the fact that, and I hate to even say, look, I hate to say anything that even comes off as negative about Chandler. I hate that she was twice the legal limit. It sickens me. And I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And, you know, my my anger for that is is not to tarnish her reputation or her name. I don't want to do that because she's dead. And it and it's that that's the worst part, right? That's the worst part. But you can't ignore the fact that that was the case. And that's part of the story. And it, it's just, um, it's it's a bad thing all the way around, Walton, that we wish we did not have to talk about. But since this is a sports show, we do talk about, all right, what will be the implication of that? And we had someone ask the question, all right, what if what if what if Jalen's there at number eight for the Falcons? Are you a Falcons fan? Um not really. <laughs> <laughs> Most people answer that way too. Well, but so if you're what 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 team is your favorite NFL team? Uh it would be the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so if the Steelers needed a player like Jalen Carter, would you take him if he was on the board? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would. And, and, and I understand where, I mean, because you're a sport, you have to approach from that angle. I understand that. And you don't want it to turn into some political show or some emotional show, you know, because that, that's not what your uh, your mission is here. You're right. To bring the sports, you know, and, and all the – and this, this is the angle that you're having to address. And I, and I wasn't saying that. I no, I know. You were, you know, overlooking that. Oh no, I know. And I've seen that your your views about things. You you you're straightforward, forward, and honest about your views about them, regardless of who you are. Yeah. Now that I do know that because I, I listen to your show. 
But it was just the fact that, and I'm, I'm just speaking from a society as a whole. Right. Regarding that. Well, and you know what? I'll be shocked if Jalen Carter, I bet he can't sleep at night. And it has nothing to do with what his involvement may have been. But, I mean, honestly, with what I saw driving in Athens a week, uh, nine days after that accident, and, and knowing how bad that had to be by simply driving the speed limit on that route, and then to hear, obviously, two months later that she was going 104, I, I can't imagine what he saw. Yeah, that's a lot, and I, and I guess that's my point. That because that's something that he's going to have to deal with, right? You know, in his own life, and you don't want being that young. I mean, people deal with things different ways. You either right. turn positive, or you let that veer you in, in a negative response. Right. That he needs help, just that, and not just focusing. Oh, you, you're the talented person. Hey, let's deal with what you're going through. Because I, like you said, that that was his teammate, guy who was in the trenches with him. On the offensive side, I mean, it's just—I know that has to be something. No, oh, it has to be awful. It has to be awful. I mean, look, and here's the thing. Um, I know those players in Athens. Most of us who are listening to the show, part of the show, have been on some team before. Can you imagine losing a member of your team like that after so much joy and so much happiness only hours before? I mean, that—that's a hard thing for those young people. To deal with, and and uh, it, it's it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be rough when they get on that field next next Tuesday for the first time at spring practice, and he's not going. Devin Willick's not going to be there, and they're going to be thinking about that. And that that's going to be that's a lot for young people. It's a lot for anybody, young or old. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's a lot for people to deal with. You know that he's gone, and it's um it's bad. It's just rough. Hey. Thank you for calling. I hope you'll call back in one day about sports, okay? Amen. Thank you, Bill. All right. Take care. We're going to take a break. Come back. Uh, we got Mike on hold. Hold on, Mike. We'll get to you in just a moment. Let's take a break uh, so we won't be up against it. And uh, 478-646-ESPN is our number. We're back with more right after this. By the way, a little recruiting news just for Russ's benefit. The five-star quarterback who is considered the best prospect in football for the upcoming recruiting cycle, 2023-24, Dylan Rayola visited Athens this past weekend. He was there with Peyton Woodyard, the defensive back recruit that is committed to Georgia, and looked like he was having a good time. Man, we hope he was. He's a great prospect for sure. Back to the phones we go. Mike and Warner Robbins. Hey, Mike, thanks for holding very much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Bill, for taking my call as always. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I feel like Jalen Carter's situation is Warren Sapp in the 21st century, right? Like, Warren yeah. Sapp, I think he got popped for some marijuana usage back when that was a thing. Tampa Bay was smart enough to say, hey, we want to win football games. We don't care about the guy off the field. The NFL has never been about the hall of morality. So, while the situations around some of these guys is unfortunate, um, if the Falcons could somehow get Carter – and then you see the Chiefs are going to not tag Orlando Brown, bring yeah. Orlando Brown in and play left tackle. That's what I would do. And then that would make me insanely happy if Fondo did that. I, I think it would be unbelievable if they were able to pull that off. And, and you know, Mike, there are some – we've been talking about some other defensive ends and outside linebackers that could be brought in. 
to help out with the pass rush as well. But there's no question. I mean, in that 1995 draft, Warren Sapp, who I don't think anybody anybody had any question about. I remember I was covering that draft for Jacksonville. That was before their first first season, and they took Tony Baselli at number two after the Bengals took Kajana Carter, who Kajana Carter had a great college career, and he was okay in the NFL, not great. And, you know, Warren Sapp was still the talk of that of that draft because everybody thought that he was the number one prospect, the number one talent in that draft. There were some good players in that draft, and he fell to 12th. And I, I just can't imagine Jalen Carter – falling that far in this draft i'll be if he's at eight i'll be shocked and i'd even be more shocked if atlanta didn't take him if he were on the board well bill didn't you see anthony richardson do a backflip isn't that the most important thing a quarterback (laughs) can do or or did you also see i also think for the alabama fans because it never gets old why are all your players two inches shorter at the combine than when they are on the media guide at alabama (laughs) is that a thing bill is that good question I mean, it's that talent evaluation. I'm just so, I don't know, between injuries, the the height and the media guy, there's so many reasons why Nick Saban, I think he's going to go to the Big Ten. I think they're upset about the three permanent <laughs> rivals. They've been playing those teams the longest. He's I mean, not happy they, with that, is he? <laughs> they can't have nothing nice in Alabama, Bill. I don't understand it. I mean, that guy has turned, they used to have a sign, I thought, inside the building at Tuscaloosa that said no excuses. But that place has turned into like a Ford Motor Company production of excuses. I mean, you just, it's endless. Like, anyways, I, I'm sorry, tugging at you. But, like, you know, if the Falcons could do something, Bill, where they address the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, don't get mm. cute. Um, and then, you know, maybe in the second round, maybe, you know, a Darnell Washington. I, I think, I mean, he was impressed with the combine, so I can't see him going. There's no the way he'll be there in the second round. They'd have to move up in the first round. I just, I, I mean, I think he's going to be, I would draft him. I, mean, I would consider him an eight. I would, and if if they, I mean, someone's going to be there eight that they're going to be interested in. Whether it's the Peter Skaronsky kid, whether it is uh, Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon, I mean, somebody's going to be there that they're going to want. But man, if by some chance, uh, you know, of course, if Jalen Carter were there, I just can't imagine them passing on him with a thought of what he and Grady Jarrett could do together. But, man, if, if they did not have who they wanted on that board and they could trade back to get in that position to get to get Darnell Washington, man, because, Mike, seriously, and I know we look at it through red and black glasses and then we take them off we look at them through black and red glasses of the Atlanta Falcons. But how can any team with a tight end, and we mentioned earlier about Evan Ingram and Jacksonville, have, so take Georgia and the Falcons out of it. How can the Jaguars with Evan Ingram – not be tempted to bring Darnell Washington in to put in that offense, considering what Darnell did with Brock Bowers the last two years at the University of Georgia. Oh, 100%. But I just personally, a tight end to me is a luxury position. And I know Darnell's a great blocker. But I would argue you you move up into the back end of the first round, right? You go for oh, yeah. the team. That, that, that's, that's where he's got to go. I, I, I would just, try that. You go, like, because Pitts was a great pick. Billy's a great talent. It's not what the Falcons needed, right? Like, you, you need, there are fundamental parts of a football team, and I would argue that's why, like, I love the idea of Carter or Brown. I think he's going to slide. I mean, the amount of nonsense I've seen about Will Levis and uh, Richardson, like, there are players that I'm like, is anybody watching the tape? Do, does game film not matter? I mean, yes, like, 
the underwear Olympics that we see on the NFL Network is really nice in March. But for a lot of some of these guys, you're like, why did this guy not pop? Like, I saw Matt Landers, you know, ran like a 4.37. I was like, well, yeah. that guy, you know, he's going to do something. Like, that guy couldn't catch a cold in Antarctica. I mean, he just, <laughs> like, there's things about these, some of these players, and, you know, I know these are scouts, and I know it's the season of lying. So I see the Bears are saying, oh, they're going to stay in the number one pick. No, they're not. Like, they're going to make some team pony up five oh, first round imagine. picks to come get one of those quarterbacks. So yeah. I just, if, if you're the Falcons, please line a scrimmage. Like, I think that's the – if you look at the Eagles' success, Bill, you would look at the um, the Chiefs, right? I mean, yes, quarterback's there, but, like, these guys lines of scrimmage. They are physical enough to manhandle teams even when their quarterback's not having a good day or when they get injured. And so yeah. I think, like, I'm hoping that that's something that Fontenot will start because that's the identity of Arthur Smith, and that's the perplexity of all of us that hasn't made any sense to me with this whole regime is, like, what are we doing? Because it seems like it's kind of the identity of what Arthur Smith did in Nashville has never transcended to Atlanta. And maybe because he's – no, Bill, but that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Mike, thank you very much. I, I just brought up another mock draft. This is a CBS Sports mock draft. And um, well, now I've lost it. Hold on, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of of uh, tabs open. Let me uh, Google it again and get it because I, I I brought up the CBS mock NFL draft. And let's look at this for a minute, Russ, and and look at, you know, kind of a who's who. All right. So Chicago won, like Mike said, they're not going to stay there. They, they'd be foolish to. You know, I had someone text me over the weekend about Justin Fields to Atlanta and them trading and them taking a quarterback. I, you know, I don't – you know, and I think it was – I think, look, Ryan Pace is in the Atlanta front office. Ryan Pace was the the Bears general manager. He he did the deal with Justin Fields, so I understand the connection there. You know, it's where the Allen Robinson stuff got started earlier today, Russ, where Allen Robinson played for the Bears. Anybody who's played for the Bears, Khalil Mack, they're going to have some – I think Ryan Levis – I mean, Ryan Pace did that deal to get Mack from Oakland to Chicago, didn't he, I believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was involved in it, yeah. So we're going to have that kind of connection stuff. But I, I, I'll be shocked if Chicago does not trade that pick. Then Houston. Houston's going to take a quarterback to replace Deshaun Watson. No question about that. Now, then you have Arizona. They don't need a quarterback. So, you know, will they take – this mock draft has them taking Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher. I, I, I can't imagine that. Um, but, you know, maybe they do. Uh, are they going to take him over Jalen Carter? Okay, if that's the case, we'll see. Then at four, C.J. Stroud goes to the Colts, which would be a perfect scenario for them. They need a quarterback, so you've obviously got Houston and Indianapolis, two of the top four that need a quarterback. Seattle is kind of a wild card. Are they going to bring Geno back? We'll find that out next week. If they don't, then they'll need a quarterback. If they do, then maybe they go defense, and they've got Jalen Carter slotted here for number five. Detroit? I don't think they're going to want a quarterback. They need to stick with golf. He was pretty good last year. Um, and I think they're building something pretty good on defense. They've got them taking Miles Murphy from Clemson. I can see that. Then they've got the Raiders at seven taking Anthony Richardson. Well, that is dependent, Russ, on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. So we'll see. Then at eight, they've got the Falcons taking Christian Gonzalez, which – is obviously a very good possibility. Now, my only problem with that is that 
that means Will Levis falls the Panthers at nine. And, Russ, if Will Levis or any one of those four quarterbacks are still on the board at eight, unless the Falcons are just hell-bent on, for example, taking Christian Gonzalez at number eight, why wouldn't they trade down and try to get one of those teams that is in love with one of those quarterbacks to trade up? Yeah, well, first of all, I don't think Will Levis is going to hang around tonight. I, I think I you can either. see all four of those quarterbacks gone before the Falcons pick. But, no, somebody would definitely trade up at that point to come get Will Levis. I don't, there's no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, they, they would just have to make the Falcons an offer that, that Terry Fondo couldn't say no to. And then you've got players. I, I know Miles Garrett, who was on today with with Dan on Chuck's show, again, like he had done on Twitter, mentioned Lucas Van Ness, the the edge rusher from Iowa, who had a very good interview with the Falcons. You've got Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman that Russ and I have talked about a lot, who's kind of the swing tackle, which, again, may be dependent on whether or not the Falcons do anything in free agency. But you know what, Russ, look, they could still sign Orlando Brown and then – pick Skaronsky for the guard right right and then he could take over for Matthews in a couple of years right and Skaronsky's got that ability they say to play all five positions and he's the most pro ready guy so that would definitely make a lot of sense this mock draft has Nolan Smith at 17 Broderick Jones at 19 Kelly Ringo at 23 and Darnell Washington at 30 now see if by some chance I don't see it Russ Darnell was up there in in the late twenties and thirties. That's when, if I'm Atlanta, I call and start making a move. Yeah, no, I think that's that's the play is to trade back into the back end of the first round if he's still there. I mean, you don't want to come too far up because you still want to, you know, you're going to have to give up maybe your second and your third round pick or fourth round pick or something like that. I mean, you're going to have to. It's not going to be cheap to come back up, so you don't want to do it in the late teens or the early twenties. But if he starts to drop for some reason. And it slides past, I don't know, say 25, 26. I think that's where you make the move. Absolutely. No doubt. It's going to be a fun week and a half. Next Wednesday, 4 o'clock, free agency will start in earnest. And, of course, the draft is still almost two two months away. But, boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun when your team has $68 million in cap room than $68 million in dead money. And the Falcons are in that position, and the Jaguars can be active as well. So it's going to be a fun time here. It's the Hot Stove League. I've never seen it hotter than what's going on right now, and that's a lot of fun. You're listening to The Bill Shanks Show.